Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, we'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we're going to be talking about smart meters. What are they? How do they affect us? And what does that have to do with electrosmog and electropollution? EMFs. Today in the studio, I have Karen Black. Karen is an educator, a longtime educator. She will always be an educator. She says she's trying to retire. She and her husband, Christopher Patton, also um, have the website, titaniclifeboatacademy.org. And Karen has been um, a longtime um, volunteer and active member of the Astoria community. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Donna. Good morning. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Um, I also have Catherine Lacaz. Catherine is a freelance journalist. She has a piece in this month's Hipfish Monthly on the smart meter, its murky present, and nationwide opposition to the risks. So today, um, I'm happy to have you in the studio, too, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. Before we talk about this issue, which affects um, all of us here, um, because we all have Pacific Power, um, and, um, and learn more, um, please tell the listening audience about yourself, Karen. Uh, I have been an educator all my life and uh, worked in public schools, worked in private schools that I started, uh, worked as a teacher, as an administrator, whatever, can't seem to stop, as you said. And I've been trying for the last three years to retire, but it seems to be difficult. Anyway, came here about 15 years ago and have been working here with the nonprofit Titanic Lifeboat Academy to educate people about sustainability. As you well know, we've talked about that many times on this show. Uh, So this was another call to um, empowerment for people, (laughs) no pun intended. (laughs) Yes, empowerment. When the smart meters came to town, it was another another rallying call and people started actually phoning and asking. So we started doing research and here I am. And it's good to see you, Donna. Oh, it's good to see you, too. And um, we'll find out more about this when we start talking about smart meters and what galvanized you to action. Um, And Catherine, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm originally from Arizona, and I studied journalism in Virginia and was worked for a couple different newspapers out there um, and then moved here to the Pacific Northwest about five years ago, um, originally for a job in journalism. Um, And now that's just what I do. I write um, a myriad of different types um, of content, but investigative journalism and long form writing will always be my favorite. Um, I really enjoy research. Um, I love being able to look extensively at a topic. So Good. Yes, you have quite an extensive uh, article in Hipfish, which is on the stands. And so I encourage everyone to pick that up. Um, So Karen, for some listeners who may not be familiar with, you know, a smart meter, what is a smart meter? A smart meter is a computer It's uh, that measures your electrical usage per appliance. It can measure per appliance in your house for every, every switch you turn on, every appliance you turn on. Eventually, that's where it's what it's supposed to be capable of doing. At the moment, it is um, a new meter that's being installed throughout the county. And some people are really excited about getting them and other people are not so sure. So there, there is a choice issue. Because Pacific Power is installing these meters. Like I got home last night and on my door was a door uh, hanger which said, meet your new smart meter. Pacific Power visited today and upgraded your old meter to a new smart meter. 
and I did not get the information in the mail, so I did not have a chance to say, wait, I don't know what a smart meter is, and I'm not sure that I want more electronic um, pollution around me. And um, because essentially what it says is a smart meter is a digital electric meter that communicates your energy usage and outage information to Pacific Power through a secure wireless network to provide better, more responsive service. Well, we know that wireless networks cumulatively create something called electrosmog or electropollution, and there are damaging, um, there are many studies about the damages to human beings. But so, but how do we get to the point where Pacific Power just gets to come in and, and install a smart meter? What happened? I thought, don't we have the Oregon Public Utilities Commission? What happened? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, and the Oregon Public Utilities Commission is supposed to, you know, make sure that customers have access to reliable, safe utility services at just and reasonable rates. Um, but they are a, not, they are appointed by the governor and not elected um, by the people here in Oregon. So they don't have sort of have that sort of public accountability that maybe other um, entities might. And so they didn't take any public input on this. They sort of just took input from the stakeholders. And in this case, they gave Pacific Power the right to do this, to um, install these start meters and to charge people $36 a month if they opt out of them. To say, okay, if someone says, wait, I don't know about all this technology. I'm not sure I trust this. Plus, I mean, there's a whole Big Brother component. There, there. It's just, it's, it's just kind of opening Pandora's box in some ways. And um, even though some people might say it's inevitable, um, it's really, I, I know, Karen, you talked about it, it's a choice issue that we don't yeah. have any choice suddenly. Well, you said earlier, Donna, you said because we all have Pacific Power. Well, of course we do. It's a monopoly in the area. Power companies are monopolies in whatever area you're in. And choice really is the question. Um, you can debate all day with people about whether there's elect whether there even is, <clears throat> excuse me, such a thing as electrostatic smog or electromagnetic smog or pollution or whatever. Um, you can show you can cite studies and people will still tell you peer-reviewed scientific studies, uh, peer-reviewed, meaning many scientists have come to the same exact conclusions, trying the same exact experiments. <clears throat> but the, that's that's beside the point. The point is we don't have a choice in terms of we're all in the same power structure here with Pacific Power. <clears throat> and we've learned over the years to trust Pacific Power. They try really hard when the lights go out to go get them back on for us. So... Why should we worry about it now? Well, they're the only game in town, and as as Catherine just pointed out, um, the Pacific, or excuse me, Public Utilities Commission should have let people know that this was coming. They did not. There was no informed consent. So this is just happening. You're getting a door hanger. It's all. It's a fait accompli. Oh well. It's there. <clears throat> and if you choose, if you say, wait a minute, I really don't want this. I have health reasons or I have privacy reasons that I don't want it or I have um, whatever your reasons are that you don't want it. Well, you take our meter or you'll pay. And they say that that is to pay for meter reading. Um you can do the math, which, again, is intimidating because it's $36 a month. Okay, 36 is not a friendly 
term, I mean a friendly number. 10 would be a friendly number. Then everybody can multiply by 10 easily in your head <clears throat> and work with that. But 36 times 12 is 432 a year. Okay, what do I do with that number? What does that mean? Well, it means that they're charging an extortionary amount, basically, because if you do the math as to what someone who's paid between 40 and 60, you know, 45, 65,000 a year to read a meter is paid and how many meters they read per day, which you, all of the information is available online, or grab your local meter reader and ask a question, you know, I don't know. Anyway, you can get the information. If you look it up and you do the math, they're charging probably $30 at least, too much per month. I did the math, by the way. But it's quite a bit per month more than they would need to charge for this. We're already paying for meter reading in our bills. It's not itemized, but it's there. They don't do this for free. They're not in the business of giving away electricity. They're in the business of selling electricity. They're a corporation. They're there to make a profit. So if we think that this is just... Um, a giveaway or the smart meter is free there's another one <laughs> the smart meter is free smart meters cost a couple of hundred dollars um <clears throat> one of the largest contracts well the largest contract that a clara the installer uh got was was going to get was for 1.3 million of them on the east coast for 300 and $50 million. So you do the math there. One so, into three is so, $300. So, okay, so we're concerned, obviously, about us right here in, in Classic County Pacific Power is mm -hmm. our provider. However, there are now smart meters in many places, right? There's smart meters all over the world, Donna. Yeah, and people, and there's been pushback all over the world. These have been rolled out, as the term is, since um, 2009 when the... Uh, bailout, um, I don't know, the act. Catherine, do you remember what <laughs> the I number of the bill? That, yeah. Anyway, the bailout, <clears throat> you remember the bailout after 2008. There was a, a section of that that gave grants to the power companies to get the smart grid going. And the idea that came up, they came up with, they didn't have any technology. The smart grid isn't ready yet. 5G isn't ready yet. There was just an article um, on Global Times, which is a Chinese paper, um, ab about the, uh, I don't know what his title is, at uh, Huawei, but he is... Uh, working on 5G, and he said, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> this, this is not going to be ready by next year like people are talking about. So this is a building block toward that. This was the only thing they had. This was a technology they had. It was on the shelf, and they put it out there. Okay, we're going to install the, install the smart meters. They're the building brick. Okay, you need your smartphone and your smart meter in order, order to be part of this global Wi-Fi grid that's being envisioned. The smart meter for your home, the, sm the smartphone for you personally. Um, so anyway, it's, and, it's just well, a building you, block. You pointed out earlier <clears throat> that if people, people can choose to have a smartphone or not, Mm -hmm. They can choose to use it in a variety of ways. If they don't, if you know, we we know we've heard studies that if you were holding it up to your ear all the time, that they, people 
can get brain cancer that you know there there are studies that it's not healthy but you can also use an you know an earbud or you can put a speaker and hold it away so you have a choice with your smartphone right. whether to buy one or not and how to use it exactly. but with a smart meter you don't have any choice unless you pay $36 a month to opt out right Right. And the $36 a month is really a disincentive. It's one of the two highest fees charged in the country. If you look at the opt-out fees nationwide, it's one of the two highest fees charged. And Oregon is hardly one of the two highest states in terms of income or median household income. It's actually 27th. But there's something that we can do about this. And this is why you're on the program, because um, we're going to talk about what happened last night. There was a showing of a film uh, taken. Take Your Power Back, which uh, people can watch online and download. Um, and there, you can make a difference. There's a county commissioner's meeting tonight. Clotsop County commissioners are meeting tonight at 6 p.m. at the Guy Boynton building. Uh, Pacific Power will be making a presentation on smart meters. And the public is welcome to comment. And so that is, is something you can do. Um, there's also, uh, well, there are letter writings. There are all kinds of things. We're going to talk about that in the second half of the program of what people can do to if they if they are opposed to having a smart meter becoming part of this because um, we don't understand yet all the ben- all the um, you know it's like Pandora's box a little bit we just don't know everything we don't now there are a lot of scientific studies and I was on the web last night searching um, EMF safety 5G safety and there are some good sites there's um, emfsafetynetwork.org um, I found um, um, a site called Wellness Mama which had some interesting information um, about um, the electromagnetic field and uh, what's happening and and all of the different things that we need to uh, protect ourselves um, from with these things that are that are becoming ever more pervasive. So if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn. Today we're talking about smart meters um, and electro smog or electropollution. Um, we are now living in an electromagnetic world, and we're trying to understand what is the cumulative effect of all of this on the human beings um, and our environment and our wildlife, even. Um, and in the studio today, I have Karen Black. Karen is a longtime educator. She and her husband, Christopher Padden, um, have the website titaniclifeboatacademy.org about living sustainably. I also have Catherine Lacaze. She's a freelance journalist. Her article on smart meters is... In Hipfish Monthly, which is on the stands right now. So, um, Karen, last night there was a showing um, because there are a lot of people now who are saying, wait a minute, we're not happy with this um, because obviously the Oregon Public Utilities Commission did not take feedback from the public. Um, People, this just kind of was not, it just kind of happened. It was sprung on people, so to speak. And so now a lot of people here in Classic County are saying, wait, no, no. Uh, we this isn't fair. We want to be able to opt out. So last night you had a uh, a showing of the film at Call and a discussion. Please tell us what happened last night. Well, I thought we had a fairly good turnout, Catherine. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good turnout. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the people had a lot of different questions after the film. And the film is Take Back Your Power, and you can see it online at TakeBackYourPower.net. Uh, the film answers a lot of questions and raises others and, and has its own share of information that you may or may not agree with. But at least it goes to, it gives, it cites experts and it cites studies. 
we should come back to what an expert is in a couple of minutes. But um, afterward, people talked about it. And one of the questions that I thought was most pertinent was about apartment buildings. Uh, mm-hmm. Catherine, do you remember what happened with yeah, I think apartment dwellers are just very curious what their power is, even if they personally wanted to opt out and were willing to pay the $36, you know, who makes that decision? Is it the landlord? And even if even if you decide to personally, if you have a bank of smart meters, you know, on your building, what it, what is your ability to really protect yourself? Um, so, you know, they're kind of curious just who to talk to. And I, I suppose that the first place to start would be landlords and um, talk to them about, you know, opting out and if they are able to do that. But it is very concerning, it seems, for people who live in apartments. Right. And um, and there are some shielding devices, I know, that people can find online. They can go and do some, some website searches on that. Um, but on... Um, you know, on this, the film, Take Your Power Back, um, you did some research um, in your article, actually, mm-hmm. about Josephine County and about what else is happening in Oregon. Why don't you talk briefly about that? Because Take Your Film, Take Your Power Back, you can watch that online. But let's talk a little bit about your article and what you found when you started to do research. Sure. Um, it was interesting for me to find out that, uh, that there are several municipalities who are fighting back. Um, and who aren't just accepting this, and that the commissioners are listening to their the people in their communities who are saying they don't want this. And Josephine County is an example of that. Um, they passed an ordinance that eliminated, said they that the power company couldn't charge opt-out fees and that people had a choice um, for which device they would like. And um, the Public Utilities Commission uh, is suing Josephine County, so right now that there's sort of that legal battle that is ongoing. Um and so I think there's, you know, other um, counties in the state of Oregon are kind of waiting to see what plays out with that. Um, because it is, it sets a precedent of, you know, what can localities do? What what do they, what rights do they have versus what rights do the state have? And um, count, counties set their own laws or set their own ordinances to address this. And so. So Josephine County is embroiled in this now. And Karen, mm-hmm. you referenced the fact that there, people, there is pushback all over the world now that people are saying, wait, we're moving very quickly on this front and maybe we need to step back and, um, and people do need to be able to be more informed and educated about this. Well, the lack of information, Donna, I think is appalling, actually. But I think it's also, I think it's intentional because it's a way of getting these and deployed, as they're using the term, military term, uh, deployed to a lot of homes without a lot of pushback, as if people like you just come home and find out that it's already there. Okay, well, oh, well, what can I do now? Um, They don't know ahead of time. If they know ahead of time, things happen. For instance, uh, where I used to live in California, um, Santa Cruz County said no, they became informed. There's a university there and uh, part of the Cal- University of California uh, system. Daniel Hirsch of University of California, San Diego, did a study on the effects of smart meters versus cell phones, which everyone uses as a standard since everybody has one or most people have one these days. Um and he found that they are a hundred. The smart meters, excuse me, are a hundred and sixty times more powerful or potent in terms of what they're doing to you than the 
cell phone is because of uh, the ubiquitousness, because it's there 24-7. And depends on, of course, how much you're home and how much you're in your house. But they're going to be where you work. They're going to be your place of business, your school, et cetera. They're everywhere. And they don't um, – they, they do transmit more frequently than we're being told. They don't transmit the information back to the company more frequently, perhaps, than we're being told. But they do send pulses way more frequently than the original studies by the CC, CSST uh, stated. That's the one that the companies are using. And I know that there is research, there, ha- there is research on the um, detrimental effects of, of electromagnetic frequency of, of all mm-hmm. of which we're constantly being surrounded by more and more all the time. And, and so we have to figure out how to protect ourselves. But there's people would say, oh, well, it's controversial. Oh, well, this expert or that expert. So do you want to address that about, you know, who really knows and what is an expert? Who is an expert? Well, I gave you an example earlier because I was thinking about that this morning. Uh, Someone, you know, people are talking about this. So someone said that someone else said that they talked to a couple of electrical engineers and those people said it was fine. So... So it's fine. It's yeah, harmless. don't worry about it. It's fine. It's and fine. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's a little akin to, uh, as I said to you earlier, stubbing your toe and then going to the dentist and he looks at your toe and says, or she looks at your toe and says, oh, I think it's fine. So it's fine. Because he's right? the dentist, because the dentist said your toe is fine. Yeah. Um, you, this is not something you can see. It's not something you can feel or smell or sense in any way. It's But it, your body is sensing it anyhow, even if you consciously aren't noticing it. So you need a molecular biologist study, or now we're talking about somebody who could actually tell you what the effects are. And then you need a molecular biologist or a science medical researcher who isn't employed by the, the um, utility industry <laughs> at the same time. So it's, it's a matter of sifting out a lot of information. But if you want to sift out the information and you want to make a choice, you have the right. You right. should still have the right. So that's if what you're, you're saying you're in right. a free country, you should have the right to make that choice. No, I don't want to take this upgrade on my house. I'll just stay with the old equipment. Sorry. And you're not costing anybody else any money. The smart meters that are being installed, they're not free. The company isn't getting them free. They're giving to them to you, quote unquote, free. But anyone who doesn't think that that's going to translate into their monthly bill um, we <laughs> is living in a bit of a fantasy and world. And also, yeah. if we're trying again, we're thinking about jobs, and we're, so we're then eliminating the mm-hmm. meter readers, right? Because yeah. everything's now going to... And we know that computers go haywire. That they, I mean, there have been reports yeah. of fires, and, and, and we just, again, we're kind of playing, well, playing with fire, so to speak. I mean, <laughs> we're playing with things. We don't understand all the ramifications. We just don't. Oh. Right, and you would hope that these, that should be our, uh, you know, 
or what we want is to have these things tested before they're deployed, you know, to find, let's look into this more before we just accept that this is happening. Exactly. So more scientific study is needed. Um, I that The term deploying smart meters, that's a little terrifying. And then that all hooking into the whole 5G, which um, there are websites about that too, again, mm-hmm. that, um, that that is uh, something that could be... Um, really very dangerous for people. There's a science appeal or scientists appeal for on 5G, which is um, a website of international scientists who have studied, that, who are actually in the fields to study this, who have signed a petition. I think 37,000 at this point have signed the petition or whatever to... Or, petition or online. Yeah, I guess it's a petition. I'm not sure to whom. Um, to study 5G, as you're saying, more before it's... Before we roll things out and then say, oh, whoops, well, we made a mistake. Because right. now we see that, like, we thought that this was safe, the, whether it's a medication that, you mm-hmm. know, pregnant women are taking or whatever. We thought this was safe. Oh, whoops, no, it's not safe. Oh, what? Because Sorry about your baby. <laughs> yeah, this affects, this affects everyone. And it again, does. I think you're talking about choice. So... So what are the ways that there are some listeners here who maybe say, I need to inform myself about this. I need more information. I want to I want to watch the film. I'm going to go to the county commission meeting tonight at the Guy Boynton building at 6 o'clock, and I'm going to listen to Pacific Power's presentation. I'm going to speak up and say, I want choice. Whether you're for it or against it, again, with a cell phone, you can choose to buy it or not buy it. With your power company, you're stuck if you want power. Then So you're saying... People can make a difference. People can make a difference. The fees are unreasonable, Donna. They're totally unreasonable and extortionary. When someone says, you do this, you have to pay me, or I may do something that could hurt you, that's extortion. That's the definition of extortion. Um, Now, choice should be built into the program. And then win people over by the value of the product. You know, that's what has happened with uh, cell phones. That's why they're ubiquitous now for a lot of people, because they feel that they can't function without having a cell phone. So they get a cell phone. I mean, not just a cell phone, but a smartphone. I hate mm-hmm. that term, mm-hmm. smartphone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they get one. Uh, but they're opting in voluntarily because they have seen that other people have them or they want the ability to do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. But they're making the choice or they're not making the choice. But here we are not being given that same choice. $36 a month is not a choice. It's beating you over the head and saying, no, you have to you do this. You will accept this smart You have meter. a financial exactly. hardship or, yeah. you know, you keep your old meter or you, and with a financial hardship or you just sit there and we'll put this in. Uh, it, that's, that's the sticking point, I think. Whether you want a smart meter or not, whether you think a smart meter is the greatest thing since sliced bread and everybody else is wearing tinfoil hats, that's fine. You're entitled to that belief. But aren't other people entitled to their beliefs as well? And shouldn't they be, you're having your belief, your choice, free. The other people are having to pay for their choice. And that's that's the discrimination. That's the lopsidedness. That is what's being done intentionally to force this. And when things are forced on me, that's when I start saying, wait a minute. 
wait a minute, what's up? <laughs> why are you forcing this? You know, if this were so great, why wouldn't I just choose it anyway? So that's the question, Donna. And that's why the OPUC needs to have their letterbox flooded with complaints about not giving So we can write a letter to the Oregon Public Mm -hmm. Utilities Commission. Mm -hmm. We can write a letter and say, hey, I didn't ask for a smart meter. I don't want a smart meter. I personally think that uh, the cumulative effects of electromagnetic pollution are going to be devastating for us in the future. And I don't think we we don't know what we're dealing with right at this moment. You can say that. You uh, You could also pick up the phone, call the OPUC, tell their staff, I don't think this is right. I don't care. I wanted a smart meter. I've been waiting for a smart meter. I think they're great. But my, I have a friend who doesn't like them, and my friend's being penalized for not liking them. That's not fair. You can't do that. Right, exactly. You, know, you can also stand up for what this country is supposed to be about. Right, which is freedom of choice. Right, right. Any yeah. last thing, Catherine, you'd like to say? And just, you know, encouraging people to become more well-informed. I would never say that any piece I ever write is exhaustive truth. You know, I, I do research, but, you know, as journalists, we're not here to tell you what to think, but just to encourage you to think and to do the research and become informed decision makers. Good. Thank you. And Karen, any last thing from you, please? You know, just I think what Catherine said says it all right there. Become informed and stand up for other people's rights to become informed, because if you don't, Yours will be taken next. That's right. And mm-hmm. so you can make a difference if you don't, if you think it's unfair for people to be, uh, to not have a choice about having a smart meter, um, then please call or write the uh, Oregon Public Utilities Commission, they're based in Salem. Yes, you can also online, you can file a complaint with the um, Department of Justice through the Secretary of State's office. There's a link there that takes you directly to where you can file a complaint also. And then deal locally right here, working with city councilors um, tonight, 6 p.m., city council meeting uh, of the Clotsop County Commissioners. Um, And this topic is on the docket. Uh, Pacific Power will be making a presentation, so make your voices heard. And Donna, the movie again is Take Back Your Power, and it's at takebackyourpower.net if you want to watch that for more information. And what I didn't finish about Santa Cruz was they prohibited the smart meters, so there aren't, none of my friends back in California have a smart meter because they're illegal. Wow. Okay. So there is light at the end of the tunnel for Mm -hmm. those of us, and I count myself in that um, who feel like um, this is not something that I would like to participate in. So, and I think because I've I have read and I have talked to doctors and other people because my daughter has Lyme disease and I I really have learned more. And so I'm right in there. So thank you so much, both of you, Karen Black and and, uh, thank you, Catherine. So again, you can educate yourself more and go to the county commission meeting. Uh, commissioners meeting tonight. Thank you so much, Dylan, for being the engineer today. And my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. And until next week, find a moment to take a deep breath. Do it right now. It's so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well in your life. There will always be those things that don't, but focus on the things that are. And then Give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can, and for being here now in this moment, the only moment which exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth. <laughs>